Real quick, let me just start off by saying this is Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion, host of the Cheap Heat Podcast. And I want to shout out the Will Wonder Podcast. You know what I wonder? What amazing takes will be given today on this show? Will I ever get the nod, the invite to be a guest on this show? Will I ever feel like coming on the show if I get that invite? We don't know. But you're checking out the Will Wonder Podcast. What is up, everybody? Episode 75. We are three quarters right now. We're almost to a buck. Doesn't seem that long ago, but at the same time, it does. Thank you guys for sticking with me, hanging out through all of these episodes. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you've been listening through all 75, thank you so much. If you came on halfway through, thank you as well. Hope everyone's been doing well since we last talked. Uh, as many of you know who listened to the last episode, I went to Vegas for uh, a work trip, my actual job. Believe it or not, podcasting is not my uh, main source of income or a source of income anyways. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I went to Vegas last week. It was hot, so hot, 100 degrees every single day I was there. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of people who, you know, I mean, through the pandemic, I've worked for this company that I'm with now the last two years, essentially moved there June of uh, 2020. And a lot of the people uh, that work for my company, I hadn't met. My company also had recently gone through a merger, so that added another 600 employees. So it was cool to, to actually meet some people, talk in person and see them. But damn, it was hot. So hot, man. Um, had a lot of fun get-togethers in the evenings, in the daytime. You know, you would go through conferences and breakout sessions and different stuff like that. So uh, it was all good. While I was out there, watched the draft lottery. I posted my live reaction on the Will Wonder Pod Instagram page. Did IG Live. It's still up there. I'll probably delete it at some point. But <laughs> the magic, the Orlando magic after years of just the worst luck in the lottery, get the number one pick. So now we have no excuses. I'm very excited. There's reports coming out that say it's Jabari. There's reports coming out saying it's Chet. Please, please, if anyone that works for the Orlando Magic is listening to this, please do not pick Chet Holmgren. I'm sure he's a great kid. It needs to be Jabari Smith. And listen, if he's a, if he's a bust, I'll stand by it. He's the best player coming out of college, uh, but it can't be Chet. I wouldn't even be mad with Paolo if we traded back to three for some reason. But please, please, please pick Jabari. I'll obviously do a mock draft the week of the NBA draft for, for the podcast, so I won't spend too much time on it here now. But just know, folks, I am very excited. It's been years, years of just awful luck in the draft lottery. Anyways, won some money. Um, the first night I was there on the Miami-Boston game, took Miami with the over uh, once they announced that Smart and Horford were out, so won some money there. Lost a little bit of money the next night to the uh, Dallas Warriors game. Thanks to Dallas for not being able to score. I actually picked Golden State to win by more than four and a half, which they did. And the total points to be over 214. And we all saw what Dallas did in that game. If you didn't, you didn't miss much. They couldn't score. 
came home Thursday night, was just really tired. You know, you, you the heat affects you, the travel affects you, even if it's just for a short time. I know I sound old, but it's the truth. Uh, Friday night, we had a party for mine and my wife's friend. Uh, shout out to Kobe, who is actually moving out of state. So we had a nice little going away party for her. Got to go hang out at the Chakra Lounge with my guy, Bad Boy Brian, who uh, is obviously a DJ, but also produces for the uh, other side of the Beehive podcast. Brian DJ tore it down. And then DJ E-Flex, who if you're from Utah, you're very familiar with that name. Uh, it was nice to see him. I hadn't seen him in well over 10 years, but had a good time that night. Got home late. My mother-in-law, shout out to her for watching our son. Um, me and my wife got home at like one and we we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> we are not built for this anymore. Um, but yeah, had a, had a lot of fun. Took my son, uh, to the zoo on Sunday. Love the zoo. Perfect weather for it. Um, he had a lot of fun with that. Speaking of my son, he had his last day of preschool. Monday. Felt so weird. He's growing up so fast. It's crazy. Uh, he'll be going to a summer camp, a preschool summer camp, so at the same place. And then he goes back to preschool, but instead of two days a week for only three hours a day, he goes three days a week now for three hours a day. So just time just flies by it's it's the realest shit my dad ever told me once you have a kid just wait and see how fast time goes by it really it really does uh okay i think that's all all for me let's get into some nba talk (sighs) the nba conference finals have been i don't know lack of a better term shitty lackluster (laughs) Most of the playoffs have been, in all honesty, minus some of the Boston-Brooklyn series or even a few in the, you know, the Warriors-Memphis series. They they had a couple of good games there. You look at the Warriors and Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, Warriors are dominating. Uh, This is honestly the reason I I didn't think Dallas would go far in the playoffs. It's all about the supporting cast. I never questioned Luka himself. You look at this last game, game three, Bullock uh, Bullock and Kleber struggled going for a combined 0 for 15. Yeesh. And that's from three-point land. Remember, you live by the three, you die by the three. Just like my Orlando magic of the past, I brought this up about Dallas before, and at some point figured it would bite him in the ass, and here it is. Um... As I record this, we have a game for tonight, about an hour or so, between Golden State and Dallas. I thought Golden State would have this in five, but if they swept tonight, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. But that's to say it's been a great run for Dallas, as I didn't even have them getting out of the first round. It's been an interesting playoffs, to say the least, but Dallas, obviously, this this summer has a lot of things to look at. Sign and trade with Brunson more than likely. I don't think you're going to get a lot back for Dinwiddie. So I think they hold on to him, have him come off the bench, be that guy to score, and then find a way to get someone else in Dallas aside from Brunson. As bad as that sounds, because he's been playing well, but I think you need something something else, and I think they'll figure it out. Could be scary next year. Along with the rest of the West, Kawhi coming back, a, a healthy Denver Nuggets, it's going to be tough. 
All right, let's move on to Boston-Miami. This series is filled with injuries and crazy inconsistent play. Game one, Heat and Jimmy do work, win by 11. Game two, Boston wins by 25. Game three is a six-point game. Uh, The Heat get the win there. I won't lie. (laughs) I was watching game three, and I fell asleep because the first half was awful. Boston was getting ran out of the building. Game four last night, a 20-point win by Boston. There's a lot of injuries on both sides. Butler missed a whole half. This series, Marcus Smart has missed two games. Horford missed the first game. Robert Williams has missed two. Tyler Hero missed last night's game. A lot of key players hurt here. Maybe it's due to these games being every other day, being so close. But still, in my opinion, that shouldn't make it be this inconsistent with the performances by these teams. Still feel like Boston wins this series, but you could honestly tell me that Miami's going to win the next two games, and I wouldn't have a solid argument against it. Again, just a weird... Just It's just been weird. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words for how bad it's been. I love basketball more than any other sport. I watch college games that aren't great between two mid-major teams. I'll watch TBT, the basketball tournament. I watch the big three. I'll watch a Pacers versus Pistons game on a Wednesday night. Watch the WNBA a lot. I have never in my life been more disappointed in big-time playoff basketball than I have this year. I hope the finals are different. I'm just going to leave it at that. My guy Kurt Pruitt sent me this tweet. I'll read it as it it was written. Margin of victory the last 17 games in the NBA playoffs. 20, 9, 6, 9, 25, 25, 11, 33, 28, 13, 14, 27, 9, 3. Ooh, we got a 3 there. 39, 30, and 35. The average margin of victory in those games has been 19.8 points, and there's been a total of seven clutch minutes. Seven? I'm going to keep it real. It feels more like mm, three, if I'm going to be honest, from the games I've been watching. (sighs) I'm assuming on the next episode of the pod... We will have an NBA Finals preview, do some predictions, because I'm going to bet that the Eastern Conference Finals goes seven games, whereas Golden State will probably be hanging out at home in no later than two or three days, waiting for their opponent. But time will tell. Maybe some crazy shit happens, Luka goes crazy, and everyone starts making their threes on Dallas, and that that series gets extended as well. I don't know. I'm flabbergasted. There you go. That's a good word for it. Flabbergasted at these conference finals. All right. A little bit shorter of an episode today. I had a guest lined up and it fell through, but I have something fun coming up. It is the 20th anniversary this week of Eminem's third album, The Eminem Show. So we have a record shop segment dedicated to just that. After that, we'll be back with an I Wonder. But first, of course, like we do every week, a word from my guy, my workout partner. Shout out to Weight Down Credit Up on Instagram. That's Weight Down Credit Up. Make sure you follow that. Make sure you follow Dre Rocca. A word from Dre Rocca.
Will Wonder Podcast listeners, Dre Rocket here. Not to talk about myself this time, I'm really here to tell you about The Road Home, which is a great foundation here in Salt Lake City that helps people find shelter. You know, uh, homelessness doesn't have a race, it doesn't have a shape, it doesn't have anything except circumstances that we all can fall uh, short on, right? Um, I wanted to tell you to visit theroadhome.org if you want to uh, volunteer maybe you want to get involved in the community or even if you want to donate make sure you visit theroadhome.org and uh, get more information about this incredible foundation and let's jump back into the show What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming back to the record shop. As I alluded to in the Cameron episode, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Eminem's The Eminem Show. This was Eminem's third major label album release. Two years prior, he had actually released my favorite Eminem album, the Marshall Mathers LP, which sold over 8 million albums in the year 2000. So just imagine the pressure that Eminem felt putting out his third album here. So what was Eminem doing in those two years that he hadn't released an album? Uh, Just filming a a movie loosely based on his life entitled 8 Mile, whose soundtrack had the hit Lose Yourself. Which would be released October 28, 2002, but we will get back to that. He also released an album with his friends from back in Detroit. The group D12 would release The Devil's Night June 19th, 2001, which had the singles Purple Pills or Hills, if you had listened to the edited version. It ain't nothing but music. And fight music. D12 included, of course, Eminem, Proof, Mr. Porter, Caniva, and Bizarre. And back when I was in my hip-hop group, The Strangers, shout out to my guy, Steady Rock. We actually opened up for D12 minus Eminem, and this was post uh, the passing of Proof. They were really cool guys, really funny, bizarre, as you can imagine, was cracking a ton of jokes. I'll uh, I'll have to find the picture of that and, and share it with everybody. But back to the Eminem show. The first single off the Eminem show was Without Me. Released on May 14th, 2002, the song is produced by Eminem and samples Buffalo Gals by Malcolm McLaren. It also samples the Batman theme. And of course, also samples Eminem's artist on Shady Records, Obi Trice's rap name. Obi Trice, name, no I actually saw Obi Trice in Salt Lake City open up for 50 Cent, All of G Unit, Little John and the East Side Boys, Pitbull, Ludacris, and Fabulous. They were all on one show. It was fire. Uh, also, Obi Trice's. First album, Cheers, has to be one of the most slept-on albums ever, in my opinion. But we can talk about that at a whole other time. 
The Eminem show was scheduled to be released on June 4th, but this was the era of LimeWire and sharing music online, and Eminem's album had leaked on the internet. So they moved the release up two weeks and released it on May 26th, 2002. And yes, I went to Starbound Records that Tuesday to buy the album. The second single off of the Eminem show was a little more serious. It was called Cleaning Out My Closet. It's a very dark song produced by Eminem. The song is actually inspired by Eminem's childhood and relationships uh, with his ex-girlfriend, ex-wife. I'm not sure what Kim was. Uh, It depicts Eminem venting his anger towards his mom uh, as well as his ex, Kim. Uh, Both Eminem's mom and Kim catch a lot of anger and a lot of lines targeted at them through Eminem's first two albums, and obviously that continued here onto his third album, The Eminem Show. Cleaning Out My Closet actually peaked at number four on the charts and was also used as the first trailer, uh, in the first trailer, rather, for Eminem's 8 Mile. Speaking of 8 Mile, the next single for Eminem wasn't even on The Eminem Show. It was from the 8 Mile movie soundtrack. Like I said earlier, Eminem released Lose Yourself from the 8 Mile soundtrack. Lose Yourself would hit number one on the charts and eventually go diamond. That's 13 times platinum. And in 2002, you actually had to go to the store and buy the single, buy the record, buy the album. There was no, obviously, iTunes. There was no streaming services. So people actually went out and bought this. 13 times platinum. Incredible. Eminem would hold off on releasing any other songs from the Eminem show until the run for the 8 Mile film had cooled down. So in January of 03, Eminem released Superman as the official third single. Superman was produced by Eminem himself and featured Dina Ray. Now I know what you're saying. Who's Dina Ray? Well, Eminem worked with her on his first two albums. First on Come On Everybody. Which was on Eminem's 1999 album, The Slim Shady LP. He also worked with her on Drugs Ballad. Which was from Eminem's second album, The Marshall Mathers LP. Superman samples, yes, you guessed it, the Superman theme. The fourth single would be Sing for the Moment. Which would be released on February 25th, 2003. Sing for the Moment samples Dream by Aerosmith. It also samples I See No Reason by Titanic and William Scheller. The 
the last single from the Eminem show would be released July 22nd, 2003. Now, I need you to sit there and think about that. The album was originally released May of 2002, and a single from that album is being released July 2003, over a year later. There is zero chance with streaming and how music is is consumed today that that would ever happen in today's world. But in any event, that single was Business featuring Dr. Dre. Business would be the only single off of the album produced by Dr. Dre, and as you heard, it 100% had that Dr. Dre sound. So those were the singles, and to me, they weren't necessarily the best songs off the album. I really love When the Music Stops, featuring D12, produced by Eminem and Mr. Porter. If I were to die murdered in cold blood tomorrow, would you feel sorrow, show love, or would it matter? Could never be... Say What You Say, featuring Dr. Dre, also produced by Dr. Dre. What you say is what you say. Say what you say, how you say it, whenever you say it. Just remember how you said it when you were spraying it. So who you playing with, huh? Say What You Say was recorded at a time when Dr. Dre and Timbaland were beefing pretty heavily with So So Def founder and hip-hop producer Jermaine Dupree. So Dre went heavy at JD while Eminem took the second verse to throw a diss at Cannabis. I also love at the very end when we get a, a Timbaland voicemail diss to JD. Yo, the Timbaland. Tell him I said suck my dick. Now, this happened a lot back in the day. Actual disses on records where rappers would say names of other rappers or producers that they had issues with. Nowadays, too often, a diss is more subliminal, which is fine, but doesn't spark necessarily the same excitement, in my opinion. Also, kind of seems soft. Another song me and my friends really enjoyed off of this album back in the day was My Dad's Gone Crazy, featuring Eminem's daughter Haley and produced by Dr. Dre. Like a lot of Eminem songs, it's super inappropriate now. In 2002, many of us were laughing and we often said Haley's part of the hook. And my absolute favorite song off of the album, when it was released in 2002 and even now, is Till I Collapse, featuring Nate Dogg, produced by Eminem himself. Till I Collapse features a sample from Queen's We Will Rock You. I can't imagine how much it costs to get that sample cleared. Until I Collapse features Nate Dogg, who you heard there. And Nate Dogg was the king of hooks from 1995-ish, 94, up until he passed. Uh, West Side Connection once said it best. Now, Until I Collapse may have been a good song without Nate Dogg. But like he did with so many songs, added so much to the chorus and to the bridge. He is absolutely missed in hip-hop. We could do a whole record shop on just the best features from Nate Dogg, and it would take probably well over an hour. 
In its first month, the Eminem show sold 3 million records. Again, put that in perspective. This is 2002. You had to drive, walk, uh, uh, bike ride (laughs) to the record store and actually buy the album. 3 million records in one month. As of today, as I record this, May 23rd, 2022 the Eminem show has sold a total of 27 million copies worldwide which to this day is still Eminem's highest selling album thank you all for stopping by we will see you next time at the record shop I wonder for this week, we have a long Memorial Day weekend. I'm excited. I'm going to be DJing a wedding Saturday night, but that doesn't mean that Sunday and Monday aren't going to be a ton of fun. Memorial Day. Do you know why, when, how it started? Well, I went to history.com because I wondered that same thing. Memorial Day is an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May, honoring the men and women who died while serving the U.S. military. Memorial Day 2022 will occur, obviously, Monday, May 30th. Originally known as, listen to this, Decoration Day, (laughs) it originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. Unofficially, It also marks the beginning of the summer season, which is very true. Pulls open, I'm floating, having a drink, SPF 75, maybe 100, depending. I'm very, very uh, translucent, so if the sun hits me too much, I burn. Not even too much. If I'm out there without any protection, I'm burnt. Anyways, there you have it, Memorial Day, originally known as Decoration Day, and became a federal holiday in 1971. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, make sure you follow the Instagram page, at The Will Wonder Pod. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at DJ Will Wonder. Subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast where you can. I appreciate you all, and have a very happy, safe Memorial Day weekend. See you next week. Peace. Please subscribe, write, and review. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.